Awesome date. February 16th, 2009. Awesome topic. Guns for cats are on the loose. Guns for cats are loose. But up. This is the awesome cats. Folks, and welcome back to the Awesome Cast. I'm Basil. I'm Eric. I'm Brad. And that's us. Brad's back because it's another episode about his, well, not his hometown, more of his transplant town for a bit, Chicago. Yeah. Yep. But before then, oh man, remind us next time we do this podcast that Lee has to tell a story. Yeah, Lee has to tell a story about the crazy person. Everybody write in and remind us that. Yes, we... Lee, Lee's got a story for Is us. Is there something I missed? Yeah, there's a crazy story you missed. We, we, we won't say anything because it'll ruin a crazy story, but there's a crazy story. Like, he was supposed to lead in with the story the yeah, next time he's on, but, but he had family engagements tonight, so he couldn't be exactly. here. Exactly. Family. Which he didn't let us know about until Well, he didn't remember today. until his dad reminded him today. He's in a family way tonight, so... Now, he, since he celebrated his birthday with us, now he celebrated his birthday with his folks. Anyways, things that aren't separate... As it turns out, the Awesome Cast is going to MTAC this year. Yeah, like, like officially, like we did, I mean, we just got the press badge confirmed today, so we're gonna be there. And That's rumor, awesome. Rumor is there might even be like panels and stuff. I don't know. Like uh, for those who don't know, MTAC is uh, Middle Tennessee Anime Con. And uh, right. yeah, yeah, we did, and we went there last year. Yeah, we did a podcast about it if you check the archives, and uh, which means that we've almost done this a whole year. Yeah. Exactly. That's we're old. That's kind of nuts. But we move on forward, and as always, we move on forward to the world of. Uh, wait, no, there is also the contest. Wait, we don't. Oh, did somebody actually call in? Oh uh, no, it's only still been just Neil. Every there's no doesn't count. Neil right now is the only one that does count because he's the only one that's entered. Well, okay. If anybody like wants to email or leave a comment or uh, call the awesome line number, which Oops. we're about to get in a moment. Yes. All right. Here's a few ways you can do it. You can go to website awesomecast.com, leave us a comment in the comment section, send us an email awesomecast at gmail.com. Pretty simple. Or you can also leave us a message on the awesome line, which is area code two zero six. Two zero two zero zero seven one. Just let us know what you thought of the show, and you'll win something. Maybe a date with Brad. Who knows? Um, I don't think so. He's Asian. Shut up. Only partially. <laughs> Only that partially. makes it better. I'm not Asian. I'm your Asian. Well, hopefully the top half is the Asian half, and not the bottom. <laughs> but, I didn't know there were two halves with guys. Listen, all, all of the all the brains and and. Uh, yeah, None of the hammer. Anyways, moving on. World of awesome. The hammer is his penis. So apparently, someone finally told Akira Toriyama they're doing a live-action Dragon Ball movie. Really? Like, like they just now got around to talking to him about that? <laughs> like, oh. By the way, we need your signature here. They probably don't, actually. Well, apparently they did a promotional video and they actually um, prefaced it with a written comment. And here's what it says. As the original creator, I had a feeling of, huh? Upon seeing the screenplay and the character designs. But the director, all the actors, the staff, and the rest were nothing but ultra-high caliber people. Maybe the right way for me and all the fans to appreciate it is as a new Dragon Ball from, for, of a different dimension. Perhaps this might become a great masterpiece of power. Hey, I look forward to it. In other words, my bottom line is tied into this movie's gross profits. <laughs> and while it's ugly and has nothing to do with my work, 
Go see it anyway. It'll make me money. Yes. Speaking of manga creators making money, Viz is already set to to publish Mikio Takahashi's new manga in 2009. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it's about. We don't really know anything about it. But we know There's, Viz will publish it in America in 2009. Yes, rumor is they're going to be doing. They're going to start doing it on Shonen Sunday, which is where most of our stuff it's, is it's on. It's Shonen Sunday this spring. It's yeah, this spring. Yeah, this spring and Shonen Sunday. And so I guess I guess Christmas they will probably have only one. Be her fourth big series on Shonen Sunday. So I hope it's good. I hope we and get back fifth to, overall. Um, get back to a more old school form because I got to tell you I'm not an Inuyasha fan. Uh, Inuyasha went on too I, long, and it was. I really characters. like Inuyasha. I don't like it as much as Rama One Half, but I have to say. I bet even she thinks it's actually her best series well, by now. Well, I think that this was her take on doing an epic. Like, she wanted to... Do, like, I think this... I, I don't know, obviously, but I think this was her big epic goes on forever giant anime, right? And, I, and that's not the kind of anime I like, so I'm, I'm hoping we get we get off of that train. Well, it was only on the on manga the because the anime was only 100-some-odd episodes. 100 and episodes it, is a large anime. Yeah, but... That, that's, Compared to, you know, to 52 like bleach in so, or one 50 piece something manga volumes, Dragon the last Ball. of which only came last year. But Bleach, One Piece, and That's Dragon Ball. That's longer than Ball. Dragon Ball. Like, two out of three stars. Inuyasha I mean, is like, longer well, than okay, Dragon, wait, Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I'd say, well... No, Dragon, Dragon Ball, Ball wasn't that long. Yeah, Dragon, Dragon Ball was like 70-something uh, episodes. No, Dragon Ball is 150-something. But there wasn't as much See, but Dragon Ball is a good series, and Dragon Ball Z wasn't, so it's kind of... But well, still things of that nature. I mean, there's lots of long, reoccurring shows. That but the majority of anime takes place in 26 to 52 episode like, It's true. Pops. And honestly, if Inuyasha kept going, it would have been just as long. They just, for some reason, decided to kill it. Yeah, it just wasn't... Well, I bet because it, it wasn't making money. Well, here's hoping the new show, manga, property, whatever, will make her lots of money... And also not suck. And not suck. Hey, is anybody out there in Awesome Cast Land, if you want to win the uh, contest and help uh, Eric out at the same time, anybody know where they can get a translated, subtitled copy of that Ranma short that they did uh, at uh, the uh, exhibit for her a uh, few months ago? Was the, the Rubik Theater one? It's like the 50th anniversary of Shonen Sunday. Yeah, right? it was sub 50th yeah. anniversary of Shonen Sunday, and they had a... Uh, a new Ronma yeah, so anime. You want a short. subtitled version of that? Yeah, I want a sub. You understood like ninety like, percent of what they said. Too. Decent like, quality too. We're not talking YouTube. Yeah, we're talking about YouTube. Yeah, like, like decent oh, quality. Oh, okay. Because I don't think it's been released anywhere in Japan. Like, I'm sure it'll end up on something on a disc somewhere. It's just a matter of time. Just the fact that I saw it was enough for me. Well, I mean, the little animated clip was was cool, but I mean, there, you know, there was like a fifteen minute, twenty minute like I didn't Ronma know about short. That. Like there were there was like a a. Uh, Story, a one shot story from the manga that had never been. Is that what you done were looking for this afternoon? That's what I was looking for at some point. Yeah. Not, not today. Well, you were mentioning something about Rama One Half. And oh, I, I put it Rama One Half on iTunes and got yes. a really good uh, uh, trance remix was. of the uh, of the opening theme oh, of the first wow. season. And it was actually pretty good. I bought it. But anyway. In other news, Yen Press has added uh, Spice and Wolf, Yatsoba, and Crescent Moon Story. Yeah, Spice and Wolf. Hey, 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 I like Spice and Wolf, and Douglas likes Spice you and like Wolf. You like almost everything. You don't count. And yes, I Douglas do like likes Yotsubayan. Spice and Wolf. I said almost. I didn't say everything. I said almost For everything. Yotsubayan. There's a good bit of stuff I don't like. In the grand scheme of things, you like 75% of all anime, and that's a lot of anime. I don't hate 75% of all anime. Yeah, I, I, like more, I, like, I like more than 20, probably about 25% of it, which is more than 10% that most stuff usually get that score. <laughs> so I'll me. give you that. Yeah, it's easy. The important thing is that a yes, Spice and Wolf got the manga adaptation got, got which is good, got got. Um, the big thing is that Yotsoba is been licensed, which was an ADV property, which was one of the few manga titles they were putting out that along with Kumarti High School, which means that they couldn't keep you know Yotsoba going, which now makes me worried about Kumarti if it's going to keep coming out or what. <laughs> Hopefully, someone grab that one too because that's a work of genius and needs to be. Out there, just just so if you're in an ADV, you know, keep doing it. No, no, no. But if you're not doing it, give it to somebody who will. No, no, no. Mushishi was a work of genius. They need to be out there. Karachi High School is an entertaining make. <laughs> that is a work of genius. <laughs> comedy, comedy can be genius. <laughs> comedy can be genius. My icon is genius, but that is. I feel that it is just as genius. Oh. The Marte is a wonderful thing. Oh, that's the We'll be here all day if we argue this next. <laughs> 
the heart, the next season of a heart, he might happen in April. Maybe. Maybe. The uh, apparently March issue of a uh, new type is saying that it is, and that a lot of most a lot of the staff members of the previous show is going to be coming back to reprise all of, like your other jobs and everything. However, apparently, a public relations representative from um, you know uh, Katakawa Shoten Animation Group, um, one of the people that are in charge of making Hardy happen in anime form. They have their hand in everything. <laughs> it said that the, that the group is absolutely not making an announcement now, which means that... We, um, we could further deny nothing. It's said on the topic of the April television debut, the representative reportedly said it's a rebroadcast. It is broadcasting mainly on Teletama and other UHF stations. So, maybe we're getting new heart Maybe we ain't. Maybe we ain't. We don't know. We have just about as much confirmation of uh, New Haruhi Season 2 as we do of anything relating to New Haruhi yeah, really. anime. <laughs> like, it uh, makes just about as much sense. Like, and they and they keep doing little little hints and everything, say, hey, we're, we're still working on it. You know, that with their thing where they reprise the events of one of the books of the Dispense of Haruhi with their website and everything, and get everyone in a tizzy and then nothing came of it. And we'll see. I hope they don't wait too long because if they wait too long, you know the heart he like you know anime fandom is fickle. Fandom, guys. It's, it's, anime's fickle, and the boat might have already passed. Yeah, like uh, and if it's not, it's passing. So, is this something that you probably really want to jump in on? You know, sooner rather than later because I, I hate to tell the Japanese their own business, but uh, you guys do realize that ninety five percent of anime is popular for a very short window, and you gotta you gotta shove that crap out there while it's popular. Like you don't you don't. Often get the bleaches and the uh, uh, you know one pieces of the world and Gundams and stuff like that and Haruhi, while I love it, it's not one of those. So, so we you start you know if you want to get on that, get on it. And if you're not going to get on, it, then give me some Full Metal Panic. Yeah, give me something. Else. <laughs> oh, full Metal Panic. Whatever. Let's we, not get into that. Full Metal Panic. You just haven't seen the right show. The only Full Metal Panic. Damn it! The only Full Metal is an Alchemist. Uh-huh. Well, we already a new season. He has yeah. a second season. No, that one does. That's a, that's that a one, rumor. Th- no, that's, that's confirmed. Really? Com- yeah, that's confirmed. confirmed. Yeah, confirmed. They're already airing trailers. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. They're already airing trailers. So does it they're... take place after the movie? So is it in Nazi Germany? No, no, it is, don't think God. It is not in Nazi Germany. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a, there's a crossover between FMA and uh, Italia. It, look, oh, it man, looks yeah, like... Yeah. I'm going to hit you, bro. <laughs> I'm going to hit you so hard. <laughs> you awesome. Full Metal Italian. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding your hand like Italian mist. I'm straight now. Italian mist. Anyways, anyways, making it worse, Eric. If you want, for your information, for what it looks like, they're actually going to ignore the anime ending happened, and they're going to keep going on using the manga storyline. And what is known as the Highlander Two game theory, <laughs> we're simply yes. going to ignore that ever happened. Which is good, on. because the manga storyline is way better than what the anime turned into. Despite what anyone else tells you on the internet, otherwise, it's, they're wrong. So where would it start? Well, we don't know yet. It's not out. It's not mm-hmm. out. We don't know yet. Next. The ICV2 graphic novel white paper. This is a thing that they sort of issue out and tell people about at every New York Comic Con. ICV2 is the folks that... um. They track the uh, various developments that are take place inside pop culture, i.e. tracking graphic novels. Yeah, it's basically comic book sales. Yeah, it's, it's what they really... Comic book sales and comic book popularity. And so, they at every Comic-Con, they, they issue this, more or less tell you what the state of the industry actually is. And this year, it's, it's, it's a year. Well, it's with everything else. Everything else going down. Going down, like, it's... I won't give you too much of the numbers... But suffice to say that um, graphic novels, while still the bulk of what's getting um, put out is... Manga is still the major thing that's being put out. However, it's down by like 17%. And the total number of books overall are going down every year. Well, it's because in, in these kind of economic times, you can't just grab every title and throw it out on the shelves. And it's, you know, it's how it is. Like, uh, there was a period there for, for five to, to eight years where... If it was out in Japan, that was good enough to put it out in yeah. America. Except for Ray Cutie, honey, you bastards. And anyway, uh, well, they actually they mentioned that. Like they mentioned the first, 
there's three. Three, no. (laughs) There's three main reasons why there's a slump. One is that there's the decrease of the general, you know, economic woes everyone's experiencing is affecting everybody. Yeah. Secondly, Cartoon Network isn't putting out nearly as much anime as it has been. Well, it's it's because it doesn't uh, uh, get in the ratings. People don't watch it on Cartoon Network. Yeah. Well, yes. Usually put them at bad time slots. Well, too. It, it, no, no, no. I've read like I mean, all the stuff from the the from the Adult Swim guys about their anime, and they're like, "Look, guys, here's our ratings numbers. This is our internal numbers. We don't give this out normally to people, but here it is. Here's what happens when we show reruns of Family Guy. Here's what happens when we show anything anime. What's the bigger number here? Where are we gonna go? Well, it's true, um, but at the on the same note. Death Note? No. It's still, there's a sort of correlation between, if it's on Cartoon Network, everything else that it does, DV sales, manga sales, is better. Is that better? Yes. Like, it's really, well, unfortunately, it doesn't get the popularity on Cartoon Network that Cartoon Network wants. It does help out for everything else yeah. involved in anime, so the folks that put this out really like it when their show is on Cartoon Network. It's just not helping Cartoon Network well, out guess, It gets the kiddies into it. It gets the adults to buy it. That's what it does. Like, when they see it on Cartoon Network, the adults see it in English, you know, right there, and they see their kids watching it. It's much more... Uh, Another factor Suddenly, is, I'm glad Kogius had a bad time slot. <laughs> well, it, you're, you're stuck with crappy fans in that one anyways. Yeah, it's well, uber popular, no matter what you do. And the other big thing is Borders. Is you know sort of collapsing, collapsing, yes. yeah. and Borders was like the main main place where a lot of people got their you know manga from. Borders it. was a manga haven. Like man, mm. I worked at Borders for a year and a half, guys, and like I've been in every bookstore under the sun, and I've never seen a place that carried more manga. Yeah, than, wonder, than Borders. They, like, those chains only give ten percent discounts if you're a member, and you got to pay for memberships, correct? Yeah, so you can get fifteen to twenty percent off at any comic book store if you have a box. So. Well, the great thing about Borders was Borders ran this constantly two for three, uh, three for two um, manga deal. Yeah, every once they, in a while I would go in. Like, Barnes and Noble would turned. do something similar as well. Bar- Barnes and Noble and, and Books a Million do it, but like Borders did it like every six weeks. Yeah. It was like every four to six weeks. It was uh, buy three mangas, get one free. Like. Uh, and so uh, I, I took advantage. I could use it with my store discount. Like I took advantage of it all the time. Like I'd buy. It. And just in general, Borders was overall way more on top of their game as far as what titles to actually get and what titles actually yeah. sold than anybody else. Well, the, the, well, Borders carried everything. I mean, everything. And and you know that's what nerds want. And not only that, but they got it quickly. Like if I wanted a manga. Quickly, I went to Borders because Walden Books, who got bought by Borders, and Borders would have it on average the newest volumes of things a week to two weeks before anyone else, like any other bookstore, any other comic store. They usually have it like a month before my local comic shop, sorry, Ed, and uh, usually two weeks before the other bookstores. And that counts to me. Like, I want my new manga now, I don't want it a month from now. But apparently, some people are also saying that it, it really started happening when, um, apparently, November of 07. Um, the original Borders graphic novel buyer, Kurt Hassler, he actually left to join the N Plus as a publisher. So that might affect it. But the big thing, they actually one of the one of the big things they mentioned actually what her things was actually Twilight, the series of novels in the movie. It uh it siphoned off a lot of the uh, female yeah, readers. A lot of the female readers for manga. I could totally see that. That actually. was normally well, I'm you know expecting them to buy. You know, frilly, you know, girls manga or, you know, uh, boys love. Yeah. And then now they're all buying Twilight. Now they're all buying Twilight. You know, I can totally see that, actually. That's, that makes total sense to me. Um, because I know two girls at my work that uh, read manga, and neither of them have read much manga lately. They've all been reading Twilight, Twilight. books. So. So there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Now, conversely, graphic novel sales that aren't manga are up. But it's all Watchmen. It's all Watchmen and Batman. And Batman, because they killed Batman, which I guess we'll talk about in a second in the World of Warcraft. Well, that and uh, um, there was also the Dark Knight. Yes, and the Dark Knight. But like, like the, 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 the anticipation of the Watchmen movie and movie release of Dark Knight both drummed everything up. Well, they, they started putting stuff out again. I mean, like, Dark Knight was based mainly off three Batman graphic novels, I believe. Like, it was like the yeah. killing joke for its representation of Joker... Uh, the long Halloween for the way it uh, depicted the dichotomy between Gordon 
Bruce Wayne and uh, Batman and uh, uh, Harvey Dent. And uh, God, that's a, that's a great. By the way, anybody needs to go pick up. There's one more that that it said. Uh, I think the Dark Knight, just for its city, like the right. way that Gotham was, was the Dark Knight. So, but, but they're also mentioning that some things are on the up. Like you know, their their biggest worry is that the smaller manga publishers are going to take a bigger hit. Yeah, because they're smaller. They the smaller get, ones are always, yeah. and also they don't get the, quite the good, you know, grasp of all the good stuff that the bigger ones do. I'm just glad every volume of Mushishi is safely published and, by uh, Del Rey. By Del Rey, and yeah. uh, no stopping that. And apparently, they are doing, and they're still making more inroads in places like WalMarts and Targets and whatnot. Yeah. So they're getting more and more mass, mass, you know, mainstream penetration than than before. Yeah, penetration. And they're still saying that, you know, places like Barnes & Nobles and whatnot are still getting more stuff bought at than comic book shops. Well, they are. are the, the, the manga fans don't like comic book stores. It's like, true. The anime and manga fans don't like, the, the ones that are the hardcore, all I like is anime and manga, that's my nerd thing. Like, they don't like comic book fans, they don't like comic book geeks, they don't like American comic books, they look down on them a lot of the time, and... You know, they, I, I don't like to generalize because, like, I know tons of manga and anime fans that aren't like that, but a lot of the mainstream ones, especially the female ones, and again, I don't like to, to generalize like that, but I, I worked in that bookstore for a year and a half. I've worked in uh, three different bookstores in my life, and uh, the female fans feel safer in bookstores than they do in comic book stores. It's true. Like, and also, libraries are buying more and more manga still. Yeah, which is kind of weird. Libraries are bringing in whatever will bring the kids in. It's true. Like, so. And, you know, there's other things also. And, of course, Naruto's doing exceptionally well. Duh, Naruto. Because yeah. it's Naruto. Duh. Like, Naruto and Bleach are my, like... They need to die. Uh, go away. Eh. I, I like that they exist. Simply, they can keep all the fans that I don't want in my fandoms there. It's almost that like they brand true. they brand all of those fans with that leaf symbol. And like, if I see yes. that leaf headband, it's like ah. Oh god, I, I saw a kid with one of those bands in my store the other day. I was like, oh. they wear them all around. Like, I was driving past a high school, and there were like three or four kids like with just Naruto headbands on. It was like Jesus. In my day, we wore Star Trek uniforms and got the shit kicked out of us. <laughs> in my day, we wore leather jackets. People complained that we might shoot up the school. Uh, really. Anyways. Of course. Kids, Anyways. get off my lawn. Speaking of old things, it's official. Persona's getting a PSP remake. And this is the original Persona game, originally for the PlayStation 1. Like every other RPG in existence, Sony feels it necessary to have a version of it on the PSP. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. Originally a PS1 game. They're updating the graphics and everything, so it looks less dated. Yes. Star Ocean. Uh... Let's see. Actually, Final Fantasy. E, actually, the original E's books one and two are coming on DS. No, they're coming so. both. They're both. There's a use for make for PSP. Swear to God. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's coming to America, but there's one in Japan. Well, I believe it, but like, like it's not coming out as the one and two form, but like, and it's not a remake. I think it's a port, whatever. But the series composer is doing the music. Reason he's remaking all the music for it. The guys who did the uh, Final Fantasy Tactics um, cinema scenes are redoing all the cinema scenes. They're they're adding in more gameplay, smoothing out the graphics. It's looks like it's going to be a good re, good remake. Well, it looks like Kevin will be buying a PSP now. Mm-hmm. He already owns one. Does he? He plays it all the time. Oh, oh that's right, because he plays all those uh, uh, Gundam games and Super yes. oh. He also converts a lot of his anime to his PSP and watches it at work. Yeah, I would too if I. Well, it looks at like Walmart. you'll be turning your PSP on for the first time in a while. I was actually playing Monster Hunter yesterday. Like, Monster Hunter 2 Freedom to see what all the hype was about. See, I think you just played Monster Hunter so you could use that against me. Because I don't no, know. You, I, when was the last time you turned it on before then? I was playing like a Star Ocean like two months ago. Yeah. Okay, two months ago. But, and then I forgot about Star Ocean and started playing Crown Trigger. Yeah, I, that's one of those I things. I play the same DJ Max game every day. <laughs> I technically need to buy the new Star Ocean. Yeah, that's on PSP to get ready for Star Ocean 4. But anyways, I'm really. Um sort of sad that I don't live in Australia at, the, at this moment in time because they're getting the best like bonus with their um, pre-order item I think we're all sad that we're not uh, living in Australia ah, I know one guy who moved to America from Australia anyways they're getting the ultimate Sangha Collection vinyl as a pre-order bonus like apparently 
they've pressed like actual vinyl LPs with like Sega mu- like you know eight sixteen bit music on it from things like you know why isn't James here yeah what do James Space Harry Infector Band would... and Golden Axe and yeah James needs to get this Nintendo so you get, totally need, need to, to do this for, for your music I need an LP with the we need to get the this for James. But yeah, James will James will get invited to every anime con. It's time to eBay to DJ again. Apparently, they're uh, they're adding a. Does one he even know about this? Putting one up on eBay. Oh, he will know about this. I'm sure he will. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's this. editing this. And apparently, the Japanese have now trademarked three new Tales titles. Oh wow! Now, just so you understand, what they normally do is Namco Bandai will actually will will register their names in threes. Maybe they plan on using all three, they usually don't. They usually just pick one of the three, but it's the three that they're working on, so this might be one of the next titles. Which is, we get the Tales of Flowria. Flowria. <laughs> Looks like Flower, but Ia on it. Tales of Gracia, which is like Grace with an I-A, I-A after on it. Yeah. And Tales of Unita, which is Unit, or Unit which almost sounds like Unity, but with an IA at the end of it. Because, you know, all the good Tales games have an IA at the end of it. God, guys, guys, guys! This is the best you can do. Well, I mean, for example, and I have to say, I can't wait till Tales of Talesia. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's what I'm waiting for now, is Tales of Talesia. Now, just so you know, for Vesperia, the other two were Tales of Valoria and Tales of Strife. I like Tales of Strife. Why couldn't Tales of Strife be in this new selection? Why does everything got to have an E-A? Because Tales of Strife almost sounds got, like Tales I've of one for Cloud you. Strife. Tales of Gaia. Okay? Because that's what this E-A thing is. Like, Look, I don't know. I, I think of, Tales of Vesperia was a really good Tales name. Tales of Homoerotica. Tales of Homoerotica. No, Homoerotica. Got to do it right. Got to do it right. In fact, just Tales of Erotica actually would be. You're that Japan reading a hentai game with this title stats. So you get on that. America just helped you out. That's half the battle to getting us to buy it. Are we out of World of Awesome yet? No, actually. We're not. We have one more. Tales uh, of Vesperia is now getting a theatrical film this year. Wow. Ooh, hooray! Well, if you've noticed, all the major Tales games have been getting anime adaptations. Yes. Like, the Tales of Abyss anime was way better than the actual game. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> eh, it was still boring. But... but I didn't say it wasn't. I said it was better than the game. <laughs> the, fact <laughs> that, yeah. the fact that I can figure out the plot of the anime within the first, like, ten minutes of watching the show... And I could have done the same thing apparently with the video game. Yeah, well, I didn't, again, I'm, I'm not complimenting it, Basil. I'm not complimenting it. I'm just saying it. I, I, I wasn't a fan. But I like everything, right? Yeah, you do. Is there a Soul Eater? I don't know why. You hate Soul Eater. I don't I like, like Soul Eater either. Like, I love Soul Eater. He's joking. I do like Soul Eater. Okay. But Basil's just like, weird. no, we yeah. can't do an awesome cast of Soul Eater. No, because it's not I'm, done yet. I'm gay. We might get Hitler in it again. We might, oh yeah. It oh, might, it might oh, turn yeah. out okay, that the get, whole point of you know, it might turn out to be they want to kill the Jews. You get donkey punched by one goddamn anime. I'm sorry for what Full Metal Alchemist did to you, Basil. I heard the crying at night. I've comforted you. I look, know about the bad look, dreams. They're about to re- show me make on the doll where Hitler touched you in the metal <laughs> on the hammer. Anyways, <laughs> on the hammer, a full metal hammer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they're about to make a big reveal of the true secret of Shibusen is it might be they started the Holocaust. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay, I will give you... So literal suck if it turns out that that's the big secret is they started the Holocaust. Okay. Like, it could happen. I don't know. Bones has ruined me once before on a show. I just want to see what happens. Is that so wrong? I think not. Anyways, back to Vesperia. They're getting a big budget, you know, major motion picture movie type thing. It looks like we're pretty sure that, um... Well, it doesn't say explicitly. I'm pretty sure that Production IG will probably handle the animation... Especially for the guy who's handling the new um, Kill Bill Chapter 3 visual supervisor. is you know, the Oren stuff that was animated for the movie. He's directing it. And we also know that um, Kosuke Toriyumi, 
because I can't pronounce Japanese things to save my life. He's done some stuff, but most importantly was the um, Japanese voice actor for Yuri Lowell in the, sh- in the game mm. is going to be playing a voice role, probably Yuri Lowell. We would hope. I mean, yeah, you'd hope if it was... Uh... But anyways, he's getting a theatrical film this might year. Be so. He might be he Rita. Might be he Rita. might be Rita. You don't know. He could be Estelle. He could be the dog. He could be the dog, yeah. We repeat. repeat. We don't know. Yeah. But I guess we'll find out later this year. Well, probably not, because... Did you guys ever next realize year? that Tokyo Underground and Avatar The Last Airbender have a lot in common? No. Do you think that, like, they stole, like, some of Avatar from, from Tokyo Underground, though? Tokyo uh, Underground, though. Never could say I've ever thought of that. Well, I mean, this, you know, The Last Airbender, you know, and, to- and in Tokyo Underground, it's the only air uh, special guy. You have all these other specialties, gravity, fire, water that are common. I never actually saw Tokyo Underground. <sighs> Moving on. But you know what I did see? Just the other Gunsmith day. Gunsmith Cats. Gunsmith Cats. <laughs> you know, it's really weird. We decided since Brad was coming back for a bit from Chicago, we would do some Kenichi Sonoda stuff. And if you notice, we did a Bubblegum Crisis podcast a little while back. Boo! Around at the same time, Shut up. the Anime World Order did a Bubblegum Crisis podcast. Around the exact same time. And so we start, well, let's do one on Gunsmith Cats. Around the same time this happened, Eddie Will released a podcast about writing Bean. Man, Go somebody, somebody around us is... Info is what I have yeah, done somebody's, somebody's leaking ass. information. And it's you, fanboy. Your fanboy ass has been sitting there I like, We're about you. to go do this on yeah. this so please take writing me. I didn't, I've been said a word to like any writing, of them yeah, in a while. Sure. You can't really cover Gunsmith Cats without writing me. Yeah, you can't little. cover so without So we'll cover writing me for like five fighting, minutes. Writing me at the end. And then... Because writing me is Gunsmith Cats. Well, yeah. It's the same world. Well, no, no, no. Well, no, no. Well, no, no, I, like, well, okay, you know what, we're going to stop talking right now. We're going to play some wonderful like jazz rendition that was probably the Gunsmith Cats theme. And then we'll keep talking. So, there was this guy, perhaps you've heard of him, his name was Kenichi Sonoda. And still is. Well, yes, he's not dead or, or anything, it's true. Well, we know him. You know, he might have done some character designs for some anime and shows, like Balgum Crisis and Otaku no Video. You know, he's only one of the few people that really you know, instilled the idea of big eyes, small mouths as an actual anime look. That we all know and love. I mean, I think he's probably overall just as influential as, say, you know, Takahashi or a lot of the other character design groups. Yeah. Ava. And, well, I mean, this is... His designs are instantly recognizable, even though to to people who are just into anime, they're kind of generic looking. But he definitely has his own, you know, look and style. And eventually they actually let him... Normally he was known as, you know, as a character designer... But they eventually let him have his own thing. His own thing was writing Bean. But unfortunately, he couldn't sell that. So his own thing became Gunsmith Cats. Well, I mean, we got got no AV out of writing Bean. Yes, we got our AV out of Gunsmith Gunsmith Cats. So it's not, you know... But the manga became Gunsmith Cats. I mean, the big, long... Well, yeah. But didn't writing Bean have its own manga? Writing Bean had, like... A like, 
what was it, Brad? Like, it's in the back of Volume Four of the of the Dark Horse comics. It's like, I don't know, like two, uh, <clears throat> two installments, maybe three. Like it started and then it just ended. I, I don't even know if it ever actually got published or, or it not. It was a prototype. It was the prototype work. It was yeah. simply right, even the uh, even the OAV or the movie that was just a prototype to Gunsmith Cats, which is what he really wanted to do. So I thought it was that you wanted to do writing bean, but like they wanted female well, sort of characters. Like, it's sort of like that that certain webcomic artist that you hate wanted to do warmth, but he wound up doing uh, a, a webcomic that goes by the initials MT. We make it Tokyo. Let's we're, not sugarcoat this. We're, we're all, all, I, I don't get, you know, we're we're all here, adults. Okay? We're all adults. I can say Mega Tokyo without uh, screaming. I mean. So I don't even read that anymore. I don't even know. Or I haven't read it in. I think I'm buried here. Oh well, somebody Barry, Barry reads it. Anyways, I think Lee does too. No, I don't think he. It, it, irrelevant. Enough, enough about that. James we'll talk about edit all cats. this out. We're not giving any. No, James, don't edit this out. Just, just keep going. <laughs> guts with cats. In the end, that's what he did. And. uh... Man, this is a great series. It's uh, probably his most famous series, <clears throat> at least in the U.S. and probably Japan too. Probably Japan too. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also his series. It's his it series. Is his yeah. series. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, like, in a lot of other places, he did. He became famous for. He did designs for a lot of things, but this is one. Of, this is his baby. Mm-hmm. All right, Ghost Me Cats is about three things. Right up front, we're going to tell you, and <clears throat> if you don't like these three things, you're not going to like Ghost Me Cats. And it's it's tits, guns, and cars. And that's I mean, right there. <laughs> right. Also Chicago. Eric <clears throat> mentions tits, but that's probably third. Yeah, tits is third. really likes... It's his guns, cars, and, and, then, and then... No, no, yeah. no. no it does have a that lot is, of the We Love the City of Chicago. It's got a lot of Chicago love. But I mean, just as a, uh, as a plot point, it's got badass women who often accidentally get naked, guns, and cars. And that's what Gunsmith Cats has. Like, when you're talking about the plot of the series. However, for the anime, they did go out of their way to really research Chicago and made it... Oh, yeah, well... No, man, Sonoda, yeah, well, Sonoda, Sonoda. Sonoda did that himself. Yeah, he's a fanatic. Yeah. Because, like I said, uh, Eric and I disagree about this on the third part, whether it's titties or whether it's Chicago. But, to put it bluntly, Sonoda draws Chicago like he grew up there. Everything is accurate. And this is coming from somebody who lived the past two years in Chicago. Every single angle that I see in the anime, and most of the ones I see in manga panels, are accurate enough to where I can tell exactly where they were taken from. Because most of them are actually landmark images. Like, yeah, in the opening scene, you get to see a clock, Brad. It's like, hey, pause that. You see that? Yep. I was staying. I stood under that clock the other week. Yeah, I stood under the clock the other week, yeah. And also, I'll admit, you know, Eric's. Big fan of the boobies. Oh Brad yeah, yeah. The crane is a big is a big fan of the Chicago. Look, the crane. I'm just saying. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because cranes normally exactly rip off women's front shirts and bras. Like, it happened to me. Do. All right, it happened to me. <laughs> I don't like talk about. Thank you for bringing it up. Like but, we're gonna go. I, I can get the manga off my volu- my uh, shelf right now. We can go through volume by volume and uh, count every gratuitous shower scene. I am not saying it's not a factor. I'm just saying that Chicago has the whole right. volume where the one woman's naked just because they decide it would be a good idea to have but, her naked for the whole volume. Chicago does, even though even whether or not it's 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 something that he really uh, showed obsession with in this uh, manga. It does provide a very good um, setting for the story. Well, and, and that's the, the big hallmark when it comes to the, the Guns, Cars, and City for uh, Gunsmith Cats and Writing Bean is accuracy, 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 accuracy. Well, yeah. more for Gunsmith Cats and Writing Bean, I mean, you had the giant mountain in well, yes. Writing Bean. There's some good shots in Writing Bean. Uh, like, there's, there's not as many as Gunsmith Cats, but there's, there's some... Uh... Well, I think he went out of his way to really portray Chicago properly in Gunsmith Cats. Writing me was more. I think writing me was before he really got you know when he studied Chicago. They used to really like Chicago. We just didn't know the city yet, like he did when he did Guts with Cats. Because there's a well, uh, there's several well, years in between <clears> the two. You know, like he, he basically studied picture books, and he had tons of picture books of Chicago, which there are a lot of. And he didn't get a chance to go to Chicago, I believe, until believe it or not, 1998, 
which coincidentally was the first year Anime Central occurred. And he was basically the guest of honor because all of a sudden, you know, there was going to be this anime convention in North America in the city called Chicago. And as soon as they contacted Sonoda about this, he jumped at the opportunity because, you know, it was it was sort of an opportunity for him to um, study a city he loved. And the the staff at ASEN this that year, well, well, they gave him a tour of the city and they even took him to a gun range. To, to shoot weapons <clears throat> because you can't really do that. <coughs> you can't, can't do that, yeah. Man. And guns being one of his other uh, big loves in life. He's got he's got a big collection of uh, replica Replicas. guns, of plastic mm-hmm. replica guns, uh, which is a, sort of a big thing in Japan, I guess. Uh, since you can't have not not huge it's, thing, but like, it's big enough to where they have several hobby magazines of it. Yeah, in in Japan, and uh, so. And, and that's where where again the accuracy comes in. Like when you when you see people holding guns and gunsmith cats. They're almost ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time they're real weapons, down to the special customizations Rally has done to them at some point. And I think yeah. for the anime, they even went and actually shot actual like yeah, like guns. guns for the sound effects. Yeah, yeah. they took they took a and it's an extra on the uh, the DVD disc if you buy it from ADV. They actually took a trip to Chicago. Uh, before they made this. So Asen actually wasn't his first time in the city. It was his second time, now that you mentioned it. They they went there basically to film, take pictures, and do research for Gunsmith Cats. And it turned out to help a lot. Didn't so, they even like, get, like, you know, motor sounds of the of an actual, like, yes, cobra? Yes, they did. And they and like, like you mentioned, they actually went to a firing range. They actually had an appointment with the uh, Chicago Police Department to go to one of their ranges and shoot guns and record sound effects. So, all in all, it was a very productive trip for them. Um, and it does really show when you watch, yeah, it, when you watch yes, the show. Yes, it's accuracy, accuracy. You know, the cars, like you said, they recorded the sounds, and they've uh, uh, the cars are uh, cars are less accurate than the guns, but they're very, very accurate. Yeah. Um, well, it's hard to be as accurate. It's hard to be cars, as accurate because they're more moving yeah, parts. Yeah, more moving parts, more customization on different people's stuff. Uh, so, uh, you know that that's the big hallmark of this series. I think is that uh, is the amount of research they went. This is this was obviously a a, a love letter. Yeah. From this creator to uh, uh, guns, cars, and, and Chicago, the tits. Which he actually stated that async because he was asked. Uh, a question about why uh, why Gunsmith Cats takes place in Chicago, and Sonoda basically answered that with the history of its its uh, organized crime, with um, it being sort of the city of big shoulders, tough city. But also, he wanted to put it in a setting where it seems like most of the shows about America and Japan either take place in New York or California, Los Angeles in uh, particular, and he wanted to showcase. Chicago instead, so this was sort of his, um, like you said, love letter to to the fans. Yeah, Chicago's a pretty cool town. <clears throat> I liked when I went to Chicago. Yep, I love the pizza. <laughs> Pizza's good. Italian beef. Which better. you know, Riley apparently would agree with you. That's exactly. Speaking of Riley, I guess we should actually mention what the yeah, Gunsmith so Cats actually are, are. are about. Uh, Gunsmith Cats is. Has two main characters. It's uh, Rally Vincent and uh, Minnie Mae Hopkins. Why, um, Rally? Don't you mean Larry? Uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> there, there's a little debate about that. There is no difference between the R sound and the L sound in uh, uh, Japanese Ghana. Uh, so, theoretically, you could sit, call Ra- Rally Larry just as easily. Um and uh, it actually makes a little more sense to Larry because people are always... She's always saying, well, I use this name because it's a guy's name. And people always go, Rally? That's a weird name for a girl. Well, Rally's just a weird name, period. But Larry makes sense. If she's Larry Vincent... She says at one point that she chose the name because... I don't want to think about that seriously. because that's my dad's name. So. Well, I think even Sonoda once, once one asked him, like, what's up with... Well, actually, the name's Larry. Yeah, like... Uh, like, I think he actually wants it to be Larry... But a lot of people also think when they see you know, you know Rally's Cobra GT, you know with you know, blue with the Rally racing stripes, they think oh Rally cars of course. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where it's literally would be indistinguishable to write the you like 
no matter how you wrote the kana, you, you couldn't tell because there's no difference between the R and the L sound. Mm-hmm. Now, the pronunciation in the show, actually, to me, most of the time sounds like rally, which is probably the main reason why it uh, got translated rally. But, uh, just saying. And this isn't the first time something's <clears throat> happened where the creator thinks the name should be one thing, and then when the people translate, they actually change the name. Yeah. I know when uh, Helsing first came out, someone asked the creator, is it Alucard or Arucard? And he goes, well... Everyone uses a la carte, so I think our card sounds cooler. Let's go with that. And what happened? It's a la carte. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but they are a uh, pair of bounty hunters uh, who also run a uh, gun store in Chicago. Uh, Rally is and the... what a gun store it is. Yeah, what a gun <laughs> store it is. Uh, <clears throat> and the gun store is called the Gunsmith... The Originally, it's called the Gunsmith Cat, and it's actually her father's store which is a big plot point later, and when she takes on Minnie Mae officially as her partner, they kind of bolt an S on, it becomes the Gunsmith Cats. And, uh, it's also a firing range. Um, I don't think that's shown in the, uh, the anime, it's only in the manga, I think, where it's a firing well, range. There was well, one well, scene. Well, there's, there's a private range. firing, there's yeah, a private there's... range in the back in the manga, but I, I don't think it's like... She was at a firing range in the first episode in the anime, but it wasn't clear that was like where it was. Where it was, yeah. Like in the manga, it's like she has a firing range uh, there, and uh, while her main work, as it were, is actually customizing and and, uh, fixing up people's guns, she uh, uses her bounty hunter business to try to track down her father who has gone missing. But again, that's all the deep plot points. You don't really get that at first. The basic plot is these two women run a uh, um, gun store, are also bounty hunters. Rally is a crack shot with a, a pistol. Um, really, with any weapon, but her preferred weapon. Oh God, I, I knew what it was until uh, a CZ CZ seventy five nine millimeter and it has to be like handgun. and it has to be the military. Like there's a special ed- edition. Has no, to be. she has she has the very first issue of that pistol, issue, which, which is, is made with a higher grade, a harder grade of steel. Uh, that and it had fewer safeties. And subsequent regulations <clears throat> basically changed the gun I, to I the thought, point where she would she probably wouldn't use later versions in well, her I, business. Well, yeah. Well, I thought it was actually that that uh, she considered that the best version and best gun ever. And, yes. And it was because the original run was made of a very 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 high quality of steel. Later run, since it was a military weapon, they couldn't afford to keep making it with that high quality of steel, and they cheapened it. Mm-hmm. And she still considers that a good gun, but like the original run is like. What her shoes is, and she's also a car nut. Uh, Which we we just pulled up the Wikipedia page. The official name of the, of the gun is the CZ seventy five. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. So Brad is right. She also carries a point twenty five DUO, which is made by the same company as the CZ seventy five, with a trigger guard removed, mounted on a spring loaded frame strapped to her arm. Yeah, it's so a little she mini can gun. pop it up. Yeah, it's a little mini gun. She keeps up her arm. She also what she drives is. It's a blue 1967 model Shelby Mustang Cobra GT500 with white racing stripes. So that's Raleigh's uh, contributions. She's really the main bounty hunter, as it were. And then you have Minnie Mae Hopkins, who is a... uh, Looks like she's 13, 14. Is actually, what, 15 at the start? 17. 17 at the start? Yeah, she's 17 and then turns 18. Yes. (laughs) And in the original version of the manga... And whatnot. They said she was eighteen because of certain scenes. Yeah, but they um, they fixed it in the uh, re-release. Mm-hmm. re-release. Thanks to a Supreme Court decision. And uh, uh, <clears throat> her major thing is explosives. She's uh, and disguise. She she more often gets in disguise than uh, a rally does. Yeah, but uh, her major thing is explosives. She's a bomb nut. Bomb nut, nut, yeah, and uh, creates what she calls mini specials, which are uh, grenades that have no frag, like they they don't uh, no produce fragmentation. Uh, fragmentation, so they're safer and they're more controlled. Like she knows exactly the radius of the blast that'll come out of them, and with no frag, they don't kill very as often as a uh, a grenade normally would. I really like to know how you get a grenade with no fragmentation, but uh, well, you got to be mini May, you know, she's <clears> the I'm mini sure the something. I don't know. And, uh, so this is kind of the base setup. There's, you know, there's side characters. You've got, uh, Becky, who's their informant. Uh, was it Becky the Nose? 
That's what she calls herself. Who and professional car watcher. Yes. Well, in in the anime, she's much more of their buddy that also does this this sideline of being an informant. In the manga, she's an informant who happens to like Rally and helps him a little extra, but is also very vocal about you are going to fucking pay me. Like right, you know. Uh, and then Bean Bandit, woo, which unfortunately isn't who. Well, he has his own anime, isn't in the Gunsmith Cats anime. Isn't in the Gunsmith Cats anime. Uh, he's only in the manga, and is an uh, awesome character. And if you like Gunsmith Cats, you go get Riding Bean. Like, and you'll get to see white Rally Vincent with blonde hair. Yes. Like we said, it was sort of a proto-Gunsmith sort of Cats. Proto-Gunsmith Cats. Before Rally became part Indian. Yeah, and, and it has uh, Rally Vincent as a white blonde, and who's uh, Riding Bean's partner in... Or Bean Bandit's partner in Riding Bean. Yeah, apparently, I'm just remembering this now... I just listened to they do a podcast before I came over here. They mentioned that apparently when the um, when the first writing bean came out, actually one of the animation companies actually owns the technical licenses for Bean Bandit, the original Rally, and the uh, Roadbuster, his car. And then after everything, that's that company, other companies started falling out. The actual rights to those specific things in writing bean, <coughs> the rights are lost. And Consider doesn't have them. So, he what he pretty much did, he, you know, re- remade the Gus of Cats, but not exactly. Well, yeah, the, the car is, like, not called a Roadbuster in uh, Gus, because it's, it's Buff. It's Buff, the, yeah. The Buffalo. The North, short for the North American Buffalo. It's just about the worst Japanese thing I've ever read in my life when you got this guy. <laughs> but I was saying it may that's another reason why it's Gus with Cats instead of more writing being. Well, it uh, could be. I mean, like I said, I'm not up on the history of all of it, so... Uh, and then the uh, the anime the plot revolves around a character that's not in the manga who's an ATF agent named Bill who's basically spends most of the uh, uh, anime making Rally and uh, uh, Minnie May do his dirty work for, for him. him. Yes, it's like, hey, I got a job for you. No, oh, you don't want to be arrested for all these illegal firearms, do you? No. Oh, well then. Well I'll, then, I will see you later. Here's your job, and I'll. Because he suspects a leak in the ATF, so he's uh, working around the ATF by working through Rally and Minnie May. Yeah. <clears throat> Who obviously don't like this. And hijinks ensue. Hijinks ensue. Um, and of course, it deals with many themes: common Chicago, corporate, you know, political corruption, political corruption, mm-hmm. uh, gun running, bootleg- car chases, legging. Car chases. Because he's a big fan of Blues Brothers, so... Yes. You can't have, you Yes, know, that's another thing. Gotta have the car chase. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And the, um... The anime's real light. It's real, you know, fun. Don't, don't be coming here looking for a hugely deep plot. Uh, this is action time. This is popcorn 1980s uh, Blues Brothers... It starts getting a little bit deeper about the third episode. Well, it's because it, it was but a... that's uh, because it's going to a climax. Well, that and it was a, a, a supposed to be a pilot for a series. Yes. And they were trying to deepen the plot so that they could lead into the series as they went on, and of course... Didn't happen. Didn't happen, but, so... But, you know, I mean, it's no. not like it's a bad story, it's just a very simple one. It's a very simple story, and that's not always bad. Like, and it's definitely not in the case of uh, Gunsmith Cats. Because, you know, when you're really going to watch an action, you want a plot that holds together... Gives you lots of excuses to see stuff showing up. To see stuff blow up. Stuff blown up and shot up. Shot know, up, yeah. And Guts with Cats <clears throat> will reward you for that. Reward both the, yeah, gives you both those things. And, uh. It's the reason why one person handles the guns, one person handles the bombs. It's. Yeah, they, I don't think they go too much into the backstories in, uh, in the anime. It's not like, really, yeah, but really, they, they, they don't really of, need to either. I yeah. Mean, it's, like, most of the, the, uh, Manga revolves around the backstory of one character or another, either uh, Bean Bandit or uh, uh, Rally Vincent or Minnie May or <clears throat> whoever. And and all together is just you know it's it's a it's a good time no matter which version you get. We are more more or less sort of covering the anime more this time than the manga. I don't think you can talk about Gunsmith Cats without talking about the manga because it's just so much. Well, there's so much more to it. So much more to it than, than, than the, the manga anime. than the anime. It's also a lot easier to get a hold of the manga right oh now than God. the anime. I have been looking for Gunsmith Cats for a legal, actual version of Gunsmith Cats on uh, DVD for four years now? 
Yes, and you could find it, but it's like <clears throat> fifty bucks. Yeah, it's it's very expensive. If you want to buy it off eBay, it's going to be like uh, the thirty-five to fifty dollars uh, for a one-disc, three-episode OAV. Yeah, um, or you're going to find a bootleg. There's plenty of bootleg copies out there for like ten bucks, but it's going to be a bootleg. Um, and who really wants that? Yeah, it got released as um, a uh, uh, essential collection DVD, ADV Essentials. Yeah, and it is the only ADV essential that never got reprinted. Uh, I don't know why. I don't know if somebody lost the rights. I have no idea what's, what's up with that. I don't even remember where um, I got my copy. So I'm sure Best Buy. I mean, I, it was, when I worked at Best Buy five six years ago, it was uh, we had a copy. Like it's several. You know. I don't remember buying it there. I don't think. I mean, uh, it. Yeah, because periodically I'll go, man, I really wish I owned Gunsmith Cats. It, it is just one of those anime, it's just one of those DVDs that randomly is hard to find. Uh, you know, the Blue, Blues Brothers, the original Save Blues Brothers for a, while for a was, long was time was real pain to yeah. find. And yeah. I had that too. <clears throat> because uh, it only ever got released on a one disc, like 10 bucket Walmart cut version, but a rights issue came and, and up and they couldn't publish anymore and all of them had to be pulled off the shelves and that $10 DVD was like $150 on eBay. For like five years, this is one of the very first DVDs. Like it was yeah. like in the first couple of years of the format. Uh, Mystery Science Theater three thousand, the movie on DVD, uh, sold for uh, two hundred dollars for for the one disc for a long time because of the same rights issue. Uh, it's just randomly sometimes DVDs do this, and unfortunately, Gunsmith Cats is one of them. It's going to cost you not you know hundreds of dollars, but thirty five to forty thirty to fifty dollars. But the manga is being put out by Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Dark, Dark Horse. Horse puts out, and actually, Dark Horse put out the original Goodsmith Cat manga, too. Like, it was out in the original Tonkabons that were the oversized, mm-hmm. uh, Viz-style, mm-hmm. almost, right. uh, Tonkabons, um, that were flopped. Uh, but now they're releasing them in, like, double volumes that are unflopped. Oh, yeah, and yeah they're unflopped. And they've cleaned up a lot of the... Yeah, most of the uh, uh, problems when translation or, or intentional mistranslations are um, taken away... There's a couple of times where I think they just forgot. Like, there's literally one conversation. Minnie Mae Hopkins used to be a prostitute when she was a kid. She was, like, 15 and a whore there's, in there's Chinatown. There's no censoring. I like, there's no censoring. But... There's none? None. Nothing I know. That's awesome. Um, but the thing was is that uh, there's a big thing about how this guy she fell in love with is sort of a pedophile. He likes lolly girls. So she wants to keep herself looking like a lolly for forever. That's why she looks real young. And so she uh, takes supplements. So she to... takes supplements to keep herself from this old woman to keep herself like looking fourteen. Uh, had it, read it. And uh, the thing is, is that uh, there's a conversation where she's talking with the old woman. They retranslated it in the book. Is in that she had a hormone problem and couldn't grow up. And she was and trying she to take to, supplements to, to, to grow up. Grow up. So when they retranslated it, they left half the conversation one way and half the conversation the other way. And so at the start of the conversation, she's talking about staying, uh, looking like a kid. And at the end of the conversation, she's talking about how she really wishes she could look more grown up again. And they did, they, whoops. Yeah, they left the translation half and half. Um, Like, a lot of random nudity in Gunsmith Cats 2. This is not for the the kiddies, so don't don't Mm -hmm. let this, you know, line around for your children. Uh, yeah, wow. Especially when you get towards the end, when you get towards the Goldie, uh, the end of the Goldie stuff. There's a lot of, uh, of a, lot bad, of stuff. a lot of stuff, a lot of bad stuff. So uh, you know, if your parents leave something for your kids, look buy for them. <laughs> well, you know, we'll buy it. <laughs> we want to corrupt your youth. Yeah, we want to seriously. Um, let's see, it's it's not over-themed or Bible black. It's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> well Gunsmith Cat's nudity, actually, for the most part, is just incidental nudity. It's it's almost... <laughs> 99.99% of it is not sexual. There is a couple... There's a blowjob scene with Minnie Mae. Yes. There's a scene with Minnie Mae masturbating. Um, and there is a scene where Goldie, who's the main villain of the books... Uh, do we really need to go into this detail? Is commanding, uh, yes, is commanding Rally to do something. I see. But the rest of it is like, Rally's in the shower. Or, Rally he happens to sleep boobies nude. just to draw boobies. Uh, there's, like I said, there's one whole volume where these guys kidnap um, one of the, there's a thief character that comes up only in the manga. And, uh, 
the she's a friend. She wants to work for Rally. She wants to sleep with Rally too, but that's not the point. Uh, what are you talking about? That is the point. That's well, what we want to but, read about. Well, yes, but the, but the point here is that they... Uh, Some of us would rather he- see the explosions and the gunplay. Thank you. Well, they, well, the they capture her. What? Explosions. <laughs> they capture her, and her kidnappers just randomly decide that the best way to keep her under control is to strip her naked. So for the entire thing, she's just wandering around naked because her kidnappers took all her clothes away from her, and she's just got no clothes for the remainder of the story for, like, 40 pages, 30 pages. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Uh, but it's it's pretty good despite all of this stuff, which doesn't make it sound very feminist friendly. It's actually really good. I think it portraying strong female characters. Um, Rally is will kick your ass. Like Rally does, you know she she doesn't dress super masculinely, but at the same time she wears suits and stuff like that. And she, you know, she works for these cops and everything and. Uh, she is not afraid to, to tell you to go fuck yourself and shoot at you. Yeah, well, um, she's you know she's the best probably gunslinger in the in the show yeah, series. In the series, not the best driver. Not the best driver. That's Bean. Bean. Yeah, Bean's the best driver. Bean punches bullets out of the air at one point. But Bean's pretty. <laughs> Bean's pretty bad. Freaking awesome. Pretty awesome. Like Bean stops a car with his body <laughs> at one point. You know, really, Japan. If you're listening. You're doing a lot of like you know reinvisionings of older stuff. Perhaps you should come back and look we'll at Gunsmith. Come back Cats and look again. at Gunsmith. But then Gunsmith Cats, well, until what August in 2008 was still going on. The Gunsmith Cats burst was uh, just ended. And well, that was also that was him doing a second story after. Well, it's the same story. It's well, like well, the same main it villain. Came after he did he did a manga or two in between. One of them, yeah, which Canon, was called Canon Exaxian, yeah, Exaxian, which I haven't read, but I've seen published here in the U.S. as well. So, uh, I only read, like, one issue, and I don't remember what it was about. Gentleman, so. gel- Gentleman? The original manga ran from ni- 1991-1997. Then in 2004, he came back with Burst. Oh, was Burst only in 2004? I thought it was yes. 2008. No, Burst started in 2004 it, no, no, and no, no. ended in 2008. In, in 2008. 2008. Yeah. I'm just saying that there was a big break between the first two. Well, yeah. If you want to do re-envisioning, guys... Yeah, come back to this as an anime, um, like Re Cutie Honey, which you refused to give me in America. Uh, another series, great. You're still bitter about. I'm that. so bitter about. Well, everything in the fucking universe comes out in America now. Name me something that you've wanted recently, anime wise, that hasn't wandered its way to America. Not you, Basil. You like too many weird things, Brad. Well, no, it's already been licensed, but it's not really. See, it's already so. been licensed. You. Oh. What to choose, what to choose. Oh no. Yeah, I'll let you have this you one. Can't, you can't, I'll let no, you, you have can't, this you, one. Because everything in the universe but Re-Cutie. And fucking Re-Cutie, honey, the live action came out in America. It's true. The live action. And they actually just they finished up, like last year before, a live action Cutie Honey yeah, TV they did, series yeah. again. Yeah, the live, which we don't have here, but we don't have we'll here, never get that. We don't here. want here, yeah. That wasn't that bad. Software porn. Did you actually watch it? No. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Well, I just, it's Cutie Honey, I just assumed. Well, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> like, Cutie Honey, Ray Cutie Honey, the movie was sophomore porn. <laughs> the live action movie, not so much. You get a lot of that model in her underwear. Yeah. Like, you know, that was his sophomore porn. I mean, we are talking about people who censor their hardcore porn. I think sophomore porn can be included to include bra and panties for two hours. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one, too. Like, uh... But this is sort of now going away from Gunsmith Cats. Yeah, we're kind of wandering away from Gunsmith Cats. My nephew, like the Power Rangers, and I did this on his birthday where he had all his friends around. They were like, Green Ranger! I said, let me show you the real Sentai. I'm going to show you the episode where Green Ranger actually died. And they were sitting there looking. A couple kids start crying like, no, Green Ranger can't be daddy. And the parents were like, what are you showing our kids? The Anime World Order Podcast. Not suitable for children because the truth hurts. Visit us online at www.animeworldorder.com. So, how many awesomes out of awesome? 75, CC 75 awesomes out of awesome. That's where I go. We can also go with an SIG P210. Or two bullets punched out of the fucking air. Oh, or the uh, Walther WA2000. I'll read those gun models for you. Apparently, mm-hmm. there's a 1960 Colt uh, .25 pocket model and a Beretta 
84F, a Walter These P380. are not awesomes. The CZ1 made sense. You guys pick your own uh, joke awesome. These are all guns that Riley owns. I ain't talking it about. These like, guns that I can read as But well. go on. Like uh, I give it four volumes of the Dark Horse manga. That's awesome, too. Uh, Parabellum P08, Luger. A Colt Lawman Mark .3, a Browning High Power. Acacia uses guys. a Glock 19. Okay, okay, we get the point. What do you think? How many awesomes are awesome? I'm going to give it... Two boobies. No, no. I'd say four, but many mates can fly. I'm going to give it a five high-powered explosions. Out five high-powered explosions. Brad, what do you say? How many awesomes? One city of Chicago? Uh, 110 awesome stories, because that's how many there are on the Sears Tower. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Brad's first love. So, Guts with Cats. As awesome as a Sears Tower is tall. And on the loose. Because guts with cats are loose. loose. Not really. Not really. No. Yeah, yeah. No. Minnie no. Mae. Minnie Mae, yeah. Well, no, Minnie Mae's actually... No, she's, no, she's totally she's, stuck with her man. She's, though, yeah, she's yeah. all about the you cat You know would have made this a lot better? If we were to discuss guns with cats as if we were the super fans... And with that... Okay, and <laughs> then you just gate it back we're, up. And we're done. Good night, everybody! Hear the magic, feel the roar. Gunsmith cats are loose. Gunsmith, 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 gunsmith cats. Gunsmith cats. Oh! Okay. Okay.